Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey y'all, I'm Jules. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly, what's up? Hey, Jules. Uh, well, you know, it's so funny when you go back in time and you see stuff and then you go, oh, yeah, that was early on. But those are great questions, right? So I'm, I'm alluding to something here, which is, you know, uh, back in September of 2020, I put out a request on the podcast saying, hey, if you can think of a ritual you'd like me to do, then, you know, send it over to me and you obliged and you sent me this long list. And I, we were having a conversation today because we needed to punt because one of our guests didn't show up. And I was like, Oh, what are we going to do? Let me do, maybe I'll do a ritual. Oh, what kind of ritual am I going to, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And you, you said, Oh, I sent you that list. I'm like, yes, you did. And so we went back and looked at it. And so I'm not going to do a ritual, but what I am going to do is I'm going to go through the list that you sent me, which is quite a long and extensive list. Thank you for that. And we're going to have a conversation about how you would address each of these areas, right? Because I mean, I'm not going to give you specific spells or anything, but what, what we're going to do today is we're going to teach you how to think about magic and how to determine what application is right for what situation. Oh, cool. Okay. So we're kind of like, here's a challenge that we have. So we're going to problem solve for the challenge. And so you're going to kind of talk us through the different perspectives to have on it and different tools that can be used in order to kind of work through those everyday challenges that come up. Perfect. All right. 
So who knew who knew back in the day that this was actually going to turn into a podcast? Ta-da. <laughs> and 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 just for um just for context, this was you know, 2020. So I, I knew nothing or barely, like I was just getting started. And also I had all these questions. I'm like, but, 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 but how, but how, but how, and you're like, you just do it. How do you do magic with intention? Yeah. So <laughs> We had a lot of those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a few times. Yeah. Well, you know, so, um, you know, the, the simple answer is, how do you do magic? You intend to do it and you focus your intent and, you know, there you go. But, uh, you know, magic is more complex than that. Let's be honest. Uh, I just needed to get you out of your head in the process. So now that I've gotten you out of your head, we can put you back in your head a little bit. So we'll, we'll bring your head back in the process. How about that? A little bit. Just a little. Yeah. So... Okay, so let's let's take a look at this list that you sent. So now the first thing we have to understand is that that Jewel and I had this conversation earlier, and she said at the time ritual meant anything magic, and and I want to be clear that that is not the actual definition of ritual. Ritual is a specific set of things that you do that uses a specific metaphor. And it walks you through to a specific outcome. And, uh, you know, if you think in, uh, keep in mind, th- rituals like marriage and funerals, these have very specific structures to them that are expected. They go through a certain process and they come out with an outcome, right? That's the idea of what a ritual is. If you want more than that, you can go back and look at episode 18, where we talked about rituals and what they're all about. But... So she's asking me, what she sent me was, you know, a list of things that I might want to do magic for, right? And so I wanted to go through this and uh, we'll have a little discussion about each piece. We'll get as far as we get. We might, I mean, there's there's 40 some items on this list. So I don't know if we're going to get through all of them. But uh, if not, if you guys like this episode, we can always do the rest of them. But the uh, the upshot is that we're going to go through, I'm going to ask her what her intention really is, and then I'll give you an idea of the, the type of thing that I might do magically to uh, engender this result, right? Okay, so item number one, see things or people as they are. Tell me more about that. What did you mean by that? Um, what I meant by that is if someone is putting on a persona for you. So let uh, so where I was going with that was they're really a manipulator and they are catering to your kind heart, but you want to see them for actually being the manipulator that they are and not be fooled by the external playing to your, well, don't you feel sorry for me because blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, everyone has a sad story. So I guess my question for you with this one is you kind of already know they're a manipulator if you're going to do this work. What, what do you, what do you, what well, do you mean, I mean on that? You wouldn't do this for somebody that you already, that you feel good about, right? Oh, I was, what I was talking about was like just setting it in general to, to like, exp, uh, 
more like expose those people who are tricksters, who are energy vampires. And maybe I just think, you know, I have Aunt Susie Q. I'm totally making this up. Aunt Susie Q, who every time she comes over, she brings drama, yada, yada, yada. So really do what should I feel sorry for her or is she really trying to manipulate the situation? So now she's the center of attention, blah, 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 blah. But really, I want to see her for what they for what she is and not be fooled. There's a couple of ways that you could go about this. One is that you could put it inside your shields, but unless they come into contact with your shields, you're never going to get a result from it, right? Um, another thing you could do is do it to a, a room, you know, or a space. If you if, if they're coming to your house, then you have control over that space. If you have an office that you don't share with anybody, then you could do it on the office and, and you know, get that. Uh, if you want to carry it around with you, it's a little... You'd kind of have to do like a radar active ping process on it to set it up and you'd, you'd, you'd like send out a ping consistently. But the problem with that is that if you do that to somebody who's magical, they may have something that pings you back automatically, which might not be fun for you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say D let's not do that one. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just, you know, you have to think about the consequences, right? What are are the possibilities? Who are you going to run into? What are the things that might happen? Blah, 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 blah. Right. And then you need to set something up in your field that you key to whatever it is that you've done. So let's say you did it in your office, right? Because I'm presuming that if you're having people to your house, you probably know who they are. But if uh, let's say it's somebody in your office and, and you want to set up your office to expose people like that. And so you set it up on your door, right? Um, you could actually set it up on all entry points into your office space, which would include your phone. It would include your computer. It would include, you know, anything like that. Um, and you set it up to make you sneeze when they come in right? Or whenever somebody who is hiding something comes in, you will sneeze anytime you're in interaction with them. Or you can have it like make make your nose tickle, or you can have it make your, your hand go numb or something, right? But you have to, the problem is, is that you have to be aware of it that so that you know you set it up and then you forget it then 6 months later somebody walks in who's hiding something and you start sneezing uncontrollably and you think it's allergies right because you forgot right this is so the shit that happens right so, so then i have to have a subsequent one to remind myself right yeah <laughs> this is my this is my point right is that you have to unless you're working someplace where you regularly have this problem. So like if somebody were working at the courthouse or if somebody were working in police law enforcement, if they were working in, in a space where you, you know, uh, people dealing with uh, drug addicts and alcoholics and, you know, they're, they're claiming they're clean, but you know, who knows. Right. And, you know, that sort of thing, if you're working in that kind of an environment, this sort of thing would be helpful. But on a day-to-day basis for the average person, probably not, right? It would be something that you would just want to do in the moment. But by the time you want to do it in the moment, you already kind of know that they're manipulating you and you're just not trusting yourself and you're trying to use magic to validate your own feelings. And so I would just say, validate your own damn feelings and let go of the magic in that scenario, right? That would be the thing. Okay. So what's the next one? 
All right. Next one is guidance to choose the right profession for me. Ah, the right profession. So the problem with this word is the word right, right? Because it's, it's, how do we know what's right? I've had a lot of professions in my time, and I mean a lot of professions in my time. And every single one of them contributed to my next knowledge base, right? And so, you know, the, with magic, you want to be careful about the, the requests you make and how you language them. Because right, I know what you're thinking. You're like, I want my ultimate goal. I want, I want the thing that's going to, and, and this is the thing you did not define with the word right. Do you want the right thing for giving you the next skill you're going to need? Do you want the right thing that's going to support your long-term highest and best goal, but maybe not your short-term happiness? Do you want the thing that is going to provide you with the most amount of money, the most amount of satisfaction, the most amount of freedom, uh, you know, or some combination thereof? You are very unspecific with this request. And so when you say, right, quote unquote, spirit doesn't have a clue what you mean by that. So they'll pick the one that's easiest for them. (laughs) They're like, we're working smart and efficiently. You didn't define, we're just going to take care of that for you. That's right. We will pick the one that makes us happiest. Right. This is not about your happiness because you didn't ask for that. (laughs) Right. You you are correct on that very much. So so the lesson here is the lesson here, kids, is be careful what you ask for and define what you want. <laughs> and so, you know, this is a an intention setting thing, right? It's a law of attraction thing, right? So you can do it through spell work, you can do it through intention setting and law of attraction work, you can do it um through gratitude work. Uh, you can just say, I'm very grateful that I've already got this, right? Um, and that the, you, you know, you've called the energy in and you know it's coming. But the, the be more specific. And, and, and as you started talking, I was reminded of something you've said before, which is um, you request what you want in the time in which you want it, because that's another important thing. But yet, if I remember correctly, is it the manner in which you're going to receive it? That's what you don't tell the universe, yeah, the universe, you leave that up to the universe. You don't tell them, and I want it in this manner, because they're like, no. <laughs> You're like, well, we'll do our best, but, you know, you just tied our hands. Okay. All right. Next one is uh, peace of mind, uh, decreasing anxiety. Peace of mind and decreasing anxiety. That is not a magic thing. Although to a certain extent it is, I mean, if you're an empath and you do the boundaries for empaths download, that's free off the website, by the way, go to kellysparta.com and download it for free. If you have not gotten the boundaries for empaths and for all of you who have downloaded it and have never opened it, this is your moment to go, Oh crap. I forgot. Yes. This process doesn't work unless you actually open it and do it. (laughs) So this is your reminder to open it and do it. So uh, but there is a boundaries for for empaths download on the website that will be helpful for helping to create that sense of safety, right? Uh, energetically, uh, other safety, emotional safety, things like that, uh, and and additional energetic safety is created by you know setting your boards and creating your shields and then doing your personal work that gets you to the point where you no longer are constantly waiting for the other shoe to come flying at your face, right? 
So that's all the work that we do in the Inner Peace 101 program, right? Yeah, you, you actually took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, boy, that sounds like the inner piece 101 that I went through. Yes, yes, it is. So. Yeah. And then now that's different than the mentorship program. Yes, that's very different. So the inner piece program is for people who are beginning on their journey. Uh, and the and and that actually takes them through a series of programs that, that evolve you over time. And you're in part two of that right now. Uh, but the uh, the spiritship and mentorship program is actually for people who are, you know, already out there, already doing their work, uh, probably coaches and healers and stuff like that, or or at least they're thinking about it. But they've done a lot of their own work, and now they're looking to step into their magical side and to uh, really understand more about what it is that they're doing. Right? That's the mentorship program. So that's it's it's. It's all, I mean, ultimately, I talk about the same things eventually in all of the programs, but it's just a matter of how far along you are in your journey as to where you start. And so if that just confused you, that's okay. There are discovery calls on the website you can sign up for and we'll help you figure out which one's the right one for you. So. Yeah, and, and I can speak from my own personal experience, even within the Inner Peace 101, I would read something, go, yep, I got that. All right, cool. Move on to the next thing. Then for whatever reason, I would go back and reread and go, wait, that wasn't there before. So, it, so it's like my brain was like, no, you're not ready to read that paragraph. But when I was ready, I kid you not, for what something is like, Wait, she talked about, let me go look that up. And daggum, I was reading, and it's like I was reading the paragraph for the first time. And, it, and it, you know, so it, for me personally, it took a while to digest literally all of the information because it's a lot of information. And when I say I didn't recognize myself, I literally didn't recognize myself for the bet, much better um, on, on the end of that. So, all right, yeah, cool. All right, uh, let's see. Number four. Time travel. Time ben, travel. Yeah, bend time to slow or speed up, insert thing here, um, to accomplish task. So I have 20,001 things to do in a day and I need to get it all done. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to say is, no, you don't. You think you do, but you don't. What, what, what was it her, 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 Hermione that did the, the yeah. time stop in, yeah. in, in Harry Potter? Yeah. yeah. See, that's the you spell I want to learn. Yes. I understand. Yes. <laughs> and, and the first thing I'm going to say is don't use it for that. <laughs> just don't use it for that. Okay. It, it, it's just a way to further abuse yourself. And I'm, I, I really, yeah, don't use it for that. <laughs> so, um, the yeah you don't need to do more you need to do less okay yeah we'll go with that and then you know but sometimes you do need to to move time sometimes you do you know um you're you're under a deadline crunch or whatever or you've got a a long drive ahead of you and you don't want to drive for that whole time so you just you know slide through time and space i i once drove from massachusetts to midway down new jersey which should be about a five and a half to six hour drive i once drove it in three and a half hours and i never exceeded the speed limit okay so. how do you do that one <laughs> <laughs> so okay so rule number one you have to intend to do it 
Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's lighter than that, actually. So the hard part is you can't intend to bend time. What you have to intend is to be somewhere by a specific time or to be done with something by a specific time, right? And then you have to remove all clocks from your consciousness. And, and it's so there's, I have a really good internal clock, right? I will go to bed and I will say I'm waking up at six in the morning and I will wake up at six in the morning without an alarm. I'll wake up at like five minutes of six so that I'm fully conscious by the time six o'clock rolls around. And my internal clock is amazing, right? However, when I'm bending time, I need to do something to distract me from my internal clock. So it... So the short answer is time and space are an illusion and your higher self knows this and can navigate in any way, shape or form you want. So long as your conscious brain gets the hell out of the way. And that's the thing, right? Because your conscious brain is the thing that's going to lock you in place in, in your location. And so the, the key is to distract your conscious brain. And so I put on music And I got on the phone and I talked to friends while I was driving. And next thing I knew, I was pulling in and it was three and a half hours later and I was six and a six hours away, right? And I was like, oh, that was cool. (laughs) No kidding. That's better than that's better than the Jetsons. (laughs) Beam me up, Scotty. I just want to be there. I want to be there as fast as possible. Bang. Without getting a ticket. Bang. All right. All right. Let's see. Stop, in quotes, the creeper, insert googly moogly here from bothering me. So are we talking a real person or are we talking a spirit? A spirit. So, you know, could be, you know, the, uh, I got this one actually from clients at the bridal shop um, that every time they go into the attic, you know, to get something or every time they go upstairs, you know, that the ghost is like either pinching them or pulling their hair or when they're trying to sleep at night, pulling their hair, uh, take, you know, tugging at the sheets, you know, that kind of stuff. So if you have a ghost in your house, you evict it. That's what you do. You, you have to evict the ghost. And so it's usually sufficient to just say, this is my house, not yours. Go away. And it'll be like, but but no, I live here. It's like, not anymore. I live here now. I have the lease. I have the lease on the property or I have I have the deed on the property. It is mine. You are no longer allowed to be here. You must go, right? So in most instances, that'll be fine. In some instances, it will say, and this was interesting because I, I had this happen in, in an event space that I was using at a friend's house. And uh I went to clear the space and the space fought back and it said, this is my space. I own it. And I was, and I sat and I looked at it. I was like, Oh crap. It does. I was like, somebody gave it possession of this property in perpetuity, no matter who owned the property. And this thing. owned it. And I was like, I checked it out on the Akashic. I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I can't kick you out. You own this. I'm in your space. And so I did what I needed to do, which was I negotiated with it for the use of the space. And, you know, for the two hours. And I informed my friend that it was living, that she was living in somebody else's space. 
and that and she proceeded to befriend it and and you know be kind to it and make it offerings and things like that so that she could continue to live there without hassle but yeah once in a blue moon that's the only time i've ever seen it in my entire life but it happened that's both creepy and badass that you actually went out and actually negotiated with the thing that's i'm just oof I mean, I could shove it out of the way and hold it there for a while, but it would have been a lot of work. I just didn't feel like messing with it. I was like, it'd be, it was easier to just be like, uh, can, I'm just going to do this temporarily, just a little space that I'm going to set, and then I'll let it down the minute. And the minute it was over, it was like, out now. And I was like, okay, space down, you know, because it was just like, you're, you've exceeded your time. I'm like, I'm done. Close the space. I'm done. So, yeah, but that, that sort of thing. And then if you have ones that are more, cantankerous then if you're dealing with poltergeist or something like that then you really need to hire a professional call call karen baskin at ghostsbegone.com ghosts-begone.com but yeah she she can take care of those you do not do that yourself and you do not do it on the process so so that's yeah. so, so you if you have cabinet doors opening yeah, you don't evict a poltergeist on premises they will hurt you physically it will do physical damage to you to keep you from evicting it. Oh, yeah. Let's not do that. That's <laughs> So call in the, the ghost busting team and call in the professionals and, and let them let them handle that. Yeah. Okay. And do not, again, kids, buy a Ouija board and think you're going to negotiate. You're not. Oh, crap. No. <laughs> I, I actually, so we had, we had dinner the other day with some neighbors. And the guy came in and he was a serious student of spiritual stuff. I mean, he, he was a researcher, like serious studier, right? A true seeker. He had bought a 17th century grimoire that came with something so nasty that he had to have the Catholic church come and retrieve it from his house because he couldn't get the thing and the book out of the house. Now, did, did he know this when he purchased the grimoire or, or is no. kind of like that thing? He was quite upset about it, actually, because he spent quite a bit of money to get this 17th century grimoire and then had to give it to the Catholic Church to uh, get rid of the thing attached to it. Wow. That's like those the show, that, a couple of shows I was watching that have the dolls and the glass cases. And he, he and this gentleman who has him, he's like, they're never getting let out. But I can't let this out into society. It's too, just too dangerous. Oh, wow. Oof. Okay. All right. Okay. We're not going to end with that scary one. We're going to end with a fun one. I'm just saying. All right. Because we don't want to have, you know, nightmares over here. All right. So we can go a little long on this one too. We've only gotten through what, five? I know, right? All right. Here's a fun one. I want a spell for to have a Judy Jetson morning mask. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who have no idea what it is, one, you're way missing a really fun cartoon. <laughs> so in the Jetsons, whenever Judy is has not putting her makeup on or anything, she's still in rollers, but she wants to talk to one of her girlfriends. She has this mask that she puts on. It looks like she's like all made up. Yeah, it's hilarious. Filter. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays it's called a filter. Yes, so you know the short answer is use the technology when you use can. The technology, you know. <laughs> Choose the filter, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, if you're meeting in person, then you can do a glamour, and a glamour is a energetic mask that you wear, and it's it's more than a face mask. It's a 
all, you know, it's a whole body thing that says, you know, usually the glamour is I've got it all put together. I'm, I'm perfect is sort of the energy that I, I, that goes into a glamour or, um, or it could be, Oh, I'm so amazing and beautiful. And don't you find me attractive if you're going on a date, right? That sort of thing could be done as well. Although you're hiding behind the damn glamour. So you're not actually showing yourself. So unless you're just trying to get laid, that's probably not your best choice because, you know, if you're going to try. But if that is your intention, that's your intention. (laughs) That shit works, man. Every now and then you just need oil change. I'm just yeah, saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. You know, that's how I met my husband. So, you know, that's all <laughs> But were you wearing a glamour mask? I was not. <laughs> Have you seen this? Yeah. The, yes, you did not need to. You did not need to. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. I swear to God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let's see. All right. I think we're coming to the end um, of... We gonna do one more? Okay, yeah. we had a good bonus one. All right, let me find a good one in here. Let's see. Yeah, bonus anybody one. who stopped before this is missing out now. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, here is one for. Um, I tell you what. How about we stick on the uh, <laughs> on that topic, and how about one to boost up your sex drive? Sex yeah. drive, not sex appeal. Uh. Well, I'm going to say, well, uh, is it two different things? I'm thinking, let's say, okay, so let's say I want to go out, on, I'm going to have a, 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 a romantic dinner with my hubby and I just want to spice it up. So you, you want to be more sexually desirous of your husband. Is what you're yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that. And then whenever we come together, I want to be like explosive, like, like fireworks. Ah, okay. So two different things. Oh, okay. okay. It's a two-parter spell. It is okay. a two-parter. So uh, part one is if you want to increase your sex drive as a woman, um, then you need to basically masturbate every day. Have, have an orgasm every day. Because women's bodies, the way that they work is the more they get used for a specific purpose, the more active they are in that purpose. And so if we are not getting sexually satisfied on a regular basis, then our body goes, oh, we're not doing that. Okay. And wanders off. Right. It also means that we tend to go up into our heads. And this for guys is also true. If you're having a hard time with your sex drive, the, the, the getting out of your body and into your head will reduce your sex drive. And so you, um, as we get older, our, our drives diminish usually, although some women go through menopause and become voracious, but, um, they're, they're just like, right. Um, and so, uh, but, but, you know, in general, uh, we get a little less uh, into the sex thing. And, uh, I think a lot of that's because we start to learn how to be intimate. We learn how to connect emotionally as well as physically. And therefore we come into a little bit more balance around the two. Uh, but sometimes the balance turns into more of a, Oh, I become a roommate with my partner instead of, you know, a lover with my partner. And then you got to spice it back up again. There, there was a show way back, um, that they did that was called seven days of sex 
where they took couples that weren't getting along and and gave them the assignment that they had had to have sex every day for seven days. And uh, that after that, they came back and talked to them and they were doing so much better. And so it's, uh, it, 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 this is what I'm saying is that it actually does have an impact. Uh, but to spice up your own sex drive, an orgasm a day for women is at least one a day for women would be a great way to do this. Um, and for men, it's more about getting into your body. It's less about orgasm for men. Uh, it's about being in their bodies and women, you have to get into your body to have an orgasm anyway. So, you know, it gets you there. Right. Um, but it means, you know, getting out of your head and out of your thinking self and just, you know, touch your body and get connected to your body. Right. Okay. Now the other side of it was how do I have amazing sex? Right. Yes. Explosive, amazing sex. And that's not a short answer. Uh, but the, the short answer is practice Tantra. Tantra. Tantra? Tantra. T-A-N-T-R-A. What is that? Ah, well, it is a, a Tibetan spiritual practice. And the, the fullness of the spiritual practice is a beautiful thing. It's, it's all about balancing masculine and feminine energies. And there is a sexual component to that practice that is a much smaller aspect of the larger practice, but it is mostly what people assume is the entirety of Tantra in the U.S. And some people will call it Tantra and it just, uh, yeah, okay. So I'm saying it so that you recognize it, but please don't call it that as Tantra. And so it just makes me, yeah, nails on a chalkboard. Anyway, um, so, so it is a spiritual practice that you practice with your partner that allows you to share and circulate energy in general and sexual energy in specific uh, when you're when you're having sex and there is a way to cycle energy I'm assuming a heterosexual connection this works regardless of what kind of connection you're having but I'm going to assume heterosexual for the moment um, so it would cycle energy out through the man's penis up through your chakra system up and out through your crown chakra and back down through his crown chakra and back down into the body again and you cycle it okay so you're going to plumb up my chakras <laughs> Get, all that's going to be aligned and, and we're just going to be cycling that that sexual energy back and forth yeah cool. there's a, a, a there's a position called yab yum it's y-a-b-y-u-m like yummy right um and it's a position where the man sits cross-legged and the woman sits cross-legged on top of his legs and with her legs wrapped around the back of him so she he sits cross-legged she sits down on top of his legs and crosses her legs behind him right? And you can have sex in that position. So that is, is a sexual position that is listed in the Kama Sutra, which is, is based on tantric tradition. But um, you can do that position without having sex and do this spiral process, the circular process. And you just practice breathing together. You look into each other's eyes and you practice breathing. So when he breathes out, you breathe in. When you breathe out, he breathes in. And it's this, it's a pattern of cycle that you get going that way. Um, another way to amp things up for him um, is that when you're 
having sex with him, you could draw the energy up his back, up either side of the spine through the the through the uh, the energy meridians there, and just pull the energy up his spine, up the back of his neck, and right into the base of the occiput uh, at the base of the skull. And just pull the energy up and just put it there and look into his eyes while you do it and just hold that energy there and he'll be like, <gasps> that's, that'll, that'll pop. Yeah. That'll curl some toes is what yeah. that's going to do. Yeah. If you do it with your nails, it's even better. Yeah. If you've got nails and you do it with your nails, it's even better because it activates the skin as, a, as an organ. Um, doing it with your fingers is fine. With your nails, is, uh, it takes it to another level. But yeah. There's a whole practice of this. I mean, I used to teach Tantra years ago. So I'm giving you like this teeny tiny little slice of stuff, right? Teeny tiny little slice. And, um, but you asked a question and I, I, I'm giving you the shortest answer I can give you. <laughs> that actually gives you something useful. So no, it's very appreciative, appreciated. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus now, what? You can also do magic around it too, but um, you could do magic and set a space and a container for, you know, an amazingly sexual experience, you know, amazing sexual experience. You could set an energetic container for that. Uh, that could be done on a magical basis too. So. That's pretty awesome. I mean, that, that, what a heck of a, a bonus extra there, right there. So, bonus. Um, yeah, I said, bonus. I said, bonus, bonus, bonus. We're definitely going to have to mark this one as not, not child friendly. <laughs> Just saying, kids. But, uh, but you know, that's okay because one of the things that, you know, when I first started listening to you, you cut through all the bullshit, you said what was on your mind. And truly, that is very much appreciate was very much appreciated. Still is, um, but in saying what you said, you also created a beautiful picture of this intense connection between you know two people. That oh my god, talk about bring it to another level, and then that intimacy, that shared space. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful ending. You know, and then with fireworks shooting out too, and toes curled. I mean, it's going to be a gorgeous thing. But you know, um, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So on that note, I want to ask you, what's your Kellyism for today? Oh, Kellyism. <laughs> yes. Now if we look at the whole thing, um, magic is a vast and wondrous world, and choosing the right avenue for the outcome that you're desiring is an art. And the more you practice, the more skilled an artist you become. Beautifully put, beautifully said. Absolutely. All right, kids, that's all that we have for this week. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car, I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving.
Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.